0: All right, so we all made it through yes. the snow. Yeah, well, you had some shoveling last <laughs> time we saw. We, last we <laughs> left, you had a, a van to dig out. I did.
1: It took me an hour. What? Yeah. Yeah, I did it. Snowed in I did it. all the way around I just, the vehicle. Yeah. Oh. I saw some kids um, that were shoveling out some cars yeah. today that got snow plowed. Yes, that was what happened. Yeah. And that's heavy snow. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as you know. Mm-hmm.
3: And with the cold temperatures, it probably you know, froze up a little bit on you too overnight because you waited, unfortunately.
0: Well, I did it last night right after work. Okay, um, good. And good. it, um, I have to say, I, I got these hats with little lights on them at Costco. Oh, oh those yeah, LED. Yeah, yeah. Casey yeah. Has one of those. Oh, those but you got to plug them in. They only last for 30 minutes. Right. So you got to plug them in. But that was kind of a fun little buy. And I was all, you know, I went out there and so I'm shoveling and all of a sudden they look up and I see these two guys walking towards me with shovels. And I thought, oh, I believe in humanity. They're I believe, coming to help me. I believe in being a good neighbor. Yeah. I'm so excited. They walk right by. No way. Well, they were the shovelers for our townhome unit. Oh. But they didn't even, nothing. And uh, I was just like, hmm. Wow. Because I'm really, these were, you know, and I was like. You're we're clearly on. one person, know. Clearly. clearly. Whose light was blinking on and off because it was going Help out. Then it went Help out. Me. But I was just kind of like, oh, I don't like I, that. I didn't either, but I just let it go, let it go. So, but the most exciting thing that happened to me, and I haven't dreamt dreamt in so long that I remember. Yeah. And so this morning, I think I got up to go to the bathroom or something like around 530 and then um, went back to bed and had the briefest, most lovely dream with Reese Witherspoon. Oh, and somehow or another, um, I don't know if you know when you are dreaming and you try to talk or scream or anything, and nothing comes out, mm-hmm. and you kind of panic. So for yell. some reason, I'm at her screen door, oh. and it's a really pretty etched out kind of white wood screen door, just like the kind at of her door house. you think she'd have at her house, yeah. right? And I don't, and so I'm too nervous to knock because my nothing was working, and I'm having a little um, can't really talk, but all of a sudden she peers around. Well, hello. And then I kind of could kind of talk and I'm like, were you there to talk to hi. her about our book club? I was. <laughs> and this is the funniest thing. <laughs> like, this is the funniest thing. And I, she said, well, why don't you just come in? I couldn't even talk still, you know, cause yeah. I'm still in that, you know, what do you do in these panic modes? And so she lets me in and she says, well, I'm just having a little cup of coffee. Would you like one? And I'm like, yes. And, um, we're sitting down and I said, I am so excited to meet you. Um, you have to know that Lori and I really want to help you with books.
1: Get things made.
0: We she is producing Daisy Jones. She is, and the we were just talking about that yesterday, yeah. and then I saw a picture of her at her premiere, so right. she was on my mind. Right, right, right. And her Hello Sunshine Book Club, she sold that for like $700 million yeah. or something, and she's still in the producing end. But I thought, I and I'm like, there's so many great Minnesota authors you don't know about. So I'm having this, and she was so welcoming oh, and so nice. open to it. I don't have any contact information from her, or yeah, any direct right, lines or anything know, as a result right. of it. But it was really a, you know, I haven't a nice dream. I haven't
1: tweeted at her for a while. She's
0: okay with that. I know. I She's know. not really checking. Yeah, I know. Um, I, know. I just... I just thought that she opened the door and let me in, and I thought door in such vivid detail. It really—it was like a southern screen door that you were describing. It was really pretty, and it was just whatever that is. I guess that it was just wild. But anyway, she was lovely. And she's open to it. Yeah. Okay, I'll keep tweeting her, you know. It was so weird, though, because I haven't dreamt in so long, and then much less about a celebrity. Yeah. yeah. You know, I and usually well, dream about my friends or something.
1: It's the waking up and then going into yes. that thing. That's when a lot of times you will have, a like, a good little dream.
0: It was a... You know? And I kept saying, "I've got to remember this. I've got to remember this because this is a good one. You will want to know about (laughs) this?" So she's quite nice, and she didn't say, "Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am?" Right? Either did I? Yeah, that's
1: like (laughs) don't don't you know somebody who had a you know like a wet dream so to speak? Because women can have an orgasm, and this This was nothing. She thought it was a ghost.
0: Oh, oh that yes. she had sex with. Oh, yeah. No, that... she
1: didn't know. She didn't understand that orgasmic dreams happen to women. No, too. this
0: was this was years ago. Grant, <laughs> And this was. Oh,
3: she said this. Oh,
0: no. Yeah. This is a friend of mine in my friend group. And we um, and maybe it was a ghost, but I, I just know. think it was a good old fashioned rare. It was a this... woman orgasmic dream. It was around the time that Gorbachev came to St. Paul. Okay. And okay. I remember <laughs> this because my friends lived on Grand Avenue <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, it was right around there, and we were all called over in the morning to have this person share with us that she had slept with the ghost the night before. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't tell you, I, and, and I, you know, this friend of ours was kind of eccentric, always into earth things and everything, but, but this was a, this was, yeah, the, I mean, Bill's just like, what? Did anyone ask for specific details? What's going on here? <laughs> and how do we keep a straight face? Right. was kind of the thing. Because yeah. she was
1: dead serious.
0: Dead serious. Yeah. And then we just, I don't know how you deal with that one, because you, we all had to believe her, because well, it's her reality. I think
1: that you say, well, would you like Mr. Ghost D to come back oh, for another visit? Are like hoping the ghost we were...
0: comes back? Have you made a future date? I was engaged. No, it was the weirdest. That was one of the ra- random weird things. But no, mine was just simple, nice, okay. grease, coffee and book club. Okay, I, I oh. had nothing to do with ghosts and screwing. <laughs> right, those are your dreams or something. I don't know, Grant. I just don't remember my dreams often. Oh, I you do. have to wake up slow.
3: Yes, and the thing too, I find that the most graphic dreams are the ones after you wake up and fall back That's asleep. asleep. And those, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, you did. I was reading. Sorry, but yeah. yeah, I always my biggest thing was when I wake up from something like that. It's the utter disappointment of. You really thought I mean you know there's they feel so real oh, you're I like really... I got these connections and then all of a sudden now nah, you just uh...
0: And she was so excited to learn about the Minnesota authors oh, well, I mean really, well, like you have no I've been idea tweeting her all along <laughs>
2: Yeah
0: <laughs> But then
1: I was tweeting her and not hello sunshine Remember that doesn't that, I matter that halfway through. Doesn't
0: even matter. Did she clarify
3: anymore. that in the dream last night? She no. did. Okay. And she
0: didn't give me her personal contact information right. either. Next, but I think That's for of- the next
3: dream. That's the uh-huh. that's for the second dream. Exactly. Like a second date type thing.
0: Well, exactly. <laughs> all it was right. exciting, <laughs> though, I have to admit.
1: Cool. Oh, <laughs> it sounds like it, it. made your day. It, it started <laughs> out Friday with a It the was band. fun. <laughs> um, all right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of, and it's a four-letter word.
0: You know, we've been talking... In our accidental sport talks about concussions and Tom Brady and things like that, Mm -hmm. and you know, um, the CDC estimates that there's between like a a little over a million and almost close to two million children who get sports-related concussions. And I had a neighbor, and who really struggled with it, and had to do some serious cognitive training. Well, that's like your brain, Ben. Ben, Ben yeah. And, same thing. and he went through Learning Rx for that. And Learning Rx helps kids and adults with concussions. Um, they really have a way with their cognitive brain training to help people improve your mood, because that's one of the things that happens, cognition, social identity, your working, your performance, your daily life activities, because it really can throw you off, and they're really wonderful and great at it. So if this is something that you or someone you know is struggling with, have them call LearningRx and set up the one-hour assessment and see what they can do for you.
1: Oh, I was so excited <laughs> when I saw that Andy Cohen had Milo Ventimiglia in the clubhouse, and of course, he's out promoting The Company You Keep, which debuted on ABC on Sunday night, which is getting rave reviews, including from all three of us. Yes. Okay,
0: can I just say something? Mm-hmm. So, when I turned it on last night and I started watching it, and Milo is in a gray, like, cashmere sweater, mm-hmm. crew cut sweater, mm-hmm. with no shirt underneath it looked like, and then these really cute pants. Mm-hmm. gray pants. pants and great shoes. Yeah. And Andy Cohen is just... Salivating. Just salivating. He's like are you wearing anything under that sweater? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm wearing a T-shirt. Yeah, but he had a fancy name for it, and I didn't know what it was. He said... Uh, I don't know what it was. I think he just said a V-neck T-shirt. Did he? Yeah, I mean, that's all he said. It was so funny, because if one of us asked someone of the... Uh, six yeah. us, are you wearing anything under yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was very funny. I it was, it
1: was. He And he looked very, very... Delicious. New York, and then he's like, you know, it's warmer here in new york than it is in la la was having a crazy day getting it's cold there yeah. again today so anyway uh, let's do the first audio where they do the cuddle and andy does this with people that he really has a crush on the other guest was the delightful aline cummings delightful. and um but he likes to do where you andy has a pillow by his head and then milo had a pillow by his head and then they do a little game called Pillow Talk where Andy asks some questions.
3: And like you said, Alan Cummings was there and Alan was like, What about me? What about and me? then and, and and Andy just looked at it and goes, No, this is
1: this is for this
3: me. is for me. <laughs> so let's hear. Let's
0: Walk hear with your gift box.
3: Oh, wrong one. Sorry. Hold on. Let me turn that down. Heart throb on Gilmore Girls, and even though I didn't
2: have his poster hung on my bedroom wall, I'd be a fool to <laughs> pass up my chance to get intimate tonight with a round of pillow talk. Milo, rest your head on this pillow as I ask you some tender lovey dovey questions. Oh my God. Hey, what Milo
3: chop liver? Milo. Um this is like an us. Here. This I is got us. a shoulder here. This, this is
2: amateur. Oh, <laughs> <job. laughs> um
3: who was your first ever celebrity crush?
2: First ever celebrity crush, oh man, Cindy Crawford. How would you describe yourself in bed in three words? Sleeping, <laughs> uh, not wearing much, <laughs> mm. I guess that's four words, that's four words. <laughs> um, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the cuddliest, how big of a cuddler are you? 20. Wow. Oh. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. When was the last time you cooked a meal in a crock pot?
2: Oh, man. Slow cooker, you mean. Slow cooker. Uh, never.
3: Never? Yeah. What could you sooner live without for the rest of your life? <laughs> Oral sex or cheese? Jeez. Oh <laughs> what is your,
2: what is the most attractive so physical right trait that. of a female that you look for in a female? Um, intellect. Honesty, authenticity, uh, intellect, oral sex. <laughs> sure, hundred percent, and a yeah, big rack. Not, not <laughs> just kidding.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay, thank you very much, Milo. And, uh,
0: and a big rack. Yeah, I know. I and know he
1: couldn't help himself. He, he is, was like a, he a just puppy. fanboys.
0: I love yeah. it. I love it.
1: Uh, so okay. Then here's Milo. Um, uh, I think Andy asked him about. I couldn't even believe he asked him if he thought this is us ever jumped the shark like, I couldn't even. Which shows you that Andy didn't watch yes. any of it.
3: No. <laughs> Was there
2: ever a moment or storyline where you felt like This Is Us ever jumped the shark? No. No, I, I, no. I, don't, I don't feel like This Is Us ever jumped the shark. I think no. it, it hit every note it needed to. I think Dan Fogelman is a gift to all of us as a writer. Uh, I believe that the stories that we told sparked conversations that people carried into their, their actual lives to have better family lives, better friendships, better romances. Uh, everything, everything about it. I don't believe we ever jumped the shark.
0: And if, I and I, we just so, so, so agree. And I like how adamant he was. No. no. Yeah. And, um, that is streaming on Hulu. Oh, it is. So if you have Hulu, you can catch it. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it was from 2016 show. to 2022. It's also, you can watch it on Roku. That's so worth it. Oh yeah. gosh.
1: That was a wonderful I remember
3: wonderful how he show. told us in the interview we played earlier this week, how he brought a majority of the cast, not cast, but the crew, the crew, yeah, from The Last of Us, onto this, the company you keep, yeah, because he liked them so much. So right,
1: well, he, uh, Andy, I do, I do appreciate this question from Andy Coney. Asked Milo Ventimiglia, was he ever confused when he was shooting <laughs> Heroes, which you didn't watch it, Grant and I did watch it, and it was a. It was like lost in that way. You, kinda, was, yeah, you uh, kind of yeah. You it was it was
3: it was a great idea. They just didn't translate it uh, from paper to screen very well. Yeah. So there was a it, lot of confusion. It was
0: confusing. It was yeah. hard kids to became watch. superheroes or well, something. Were, Hayden yes. Pantier.
3: Everybody had different superheroes and you were all mm. coming together, but they had different storylines and they didn't cross these lines very well. So it was just kind of confusing as to what their overall mission was.
1: And Milo dated as Hayden. He, he did during this show, oh, just well. like he dated Alexis Bladell mean, um, girl girls
3: I would have dated her during yeah. the show oh, mm-hmm. she was gorgeous.
1: Hi everybody this is Adriana Trajani I'm the host of You Are What You Read I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna Mitch Albom Susie Esman Craig Ferguson
3: Still is.
2: Heroes became more and more complicated. Was there ever a point on the show where you had no clue what was going on? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Really? That is very accurate. I think a lot of us on the show, we worked so hard tirelessly 11 months out of the year. Uh, on wow. production that we ultimately didn't understand what was happening I remember actually if I was doing a scene with uh, our mutual friends at Quinto. Oh, yes And he and I are there and I'm like this doesn't make any sense <laughs> Right. And he kind of looked he's like yeah, my I don't know I don't understand it. So so yes, there were moments of confusion Absolutely.
1: Did you notice my his friends call him my yes, my that's ah, his nickname. my. So we found out, you know, a couple little things. I Who like is it. he dating? We don't know. He is super private. Yeah. This is what he said. Um, because after he dated his famous co stars, Alexis Blydell and Hayden Panteer, he told Mr. Porter's the journal what he learned about his high profile romance, uh, romances, and he said, I'd never do it again. Um so I don't know if that means never date a co-star, never let it be known that you're dating. I kind of take it to mean don't date the co-star. Yeah, yeah. Save the cheerleader, save the world, because it was specific to what he learned from dating. Yeah, Hayden. Never do it again.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I took it to mean the the high you know the high is, profile people. Yeah. That it was. He a was co-star. with Il-
0: Isabel Brewster like in twenty. 20- 17 and no one is great.
1: yeah we don't know anything so proud oh, we would go to the gym again so we could uh, get remember that great photo we got that? He, he obviously no, does though. he has gym
0: shorts on oh yes that's he,
3: it he had the really short and he had the nice shorts. thigh muscles yeah. going that was that one he had yeah. like
0: hockey thighs i'm yeah. so glad that he's in i hope this abc show stays on and it's a hit i mean people well, can handle one night a week hi my that's hi, what my. his friends call him <laughs> Remember when we wiggled our fingers and waved at him? Mm -hmm.
1: He's beautiful. He's so nice, and he waved right back. He did the finger wave right back. And Justin Hurley was very friendly. Oh, yes, he was. Yeah.
0: That's why I couldn't understand when he was here last uh, summer promoting his tequila that he didn't want to be on our show. I guess he forgot he gave us the the (laughs) four-finger wave
1: two years ago, three years ago. (laughs) I
0: thought we stood out in his mind so much for those three seconds. Honest to
1: Pete. Mm -hmm. Well, because you were like, you just smelt, did. You're hot. I
0: did. And Is that inappropriate? You no. Know, and then he said, and then he <laughs> melted back. Thank you. I know I did. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it. I'm like, yeah. and he was right there in front of us. Justin. He, yeah, because Justin was a. It was the tallest in the cast. Yeah, and
1: it's like whoa. Maybe Toby, you know, was kind, was as tall as but he, he was, was, but we didn't have eyes for Toby. No, 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 In no, no. his checkered vest and no. his cuckoo pants. No. Where we only has eyes for my
0: jays <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh. Anyway, love him. he he was a delightful surprise, and and Alan was very funny too, talking about you know. I wonder if people sh- watch that show. What the traders on Peacock? Yeah, I, I think it was a. a hit because season two is coming back. Yes, I I think so. I think it was a hit. Andy did the reunion. What? He, it's some kind of a reality big brother, show, but. Sort of. Did you ever watch that? The Trader? I know we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I didn't. It was on Peacock. It was too much work to get to.
3: Yeah. Peacock is tough.
1: Sometimes. It, it is I sometimes. only go to Peacock for Poker Face and That's
3: it. Uh,
0: Housewives, and of, and Housewives of, Miami. of Miami.
3: No, I only go for Poker Face. Yeah. That's about it. Did
0: anyone watch last night?
3: No, yeah. no, I haven't. I forgot. Yeah.
0: yeah. So when we remodeled our offices late this past summer, um, we have Furniture Manor Furniture now. Kind of part of our sitting area, kind of our green room, but it's just yes. for us. And we were just sitting out there talking for about half an hour. I don't know, around noon, in those swivel bucket chairs. From, so comfortable that are flex steel and mm-hmm. some of them are all leather, and some of them are fabric. Mm-hmm. They're the most comfortable chairs, you guys. If you're looking for an amazing, comfortable bucket swivel chair, honestly, it's Enjoy. probably the most comfortable. Here outside of like an yeah. but you could go check those out, and it's so fun to kind of, because you can rock a little, you can swivel a little, and we are fans of the Flex Steel line. We love them, and you can put a leather on it, and there's just so much modification that can be done with Flex Steel. I know your new couch is Flex Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember, at Furniture Manor, if you love something that's on the showroom floor, take it with you or they'll ship it the next day. Plus, free design service. You'll love Furniture Manor. Last night in L.A., very old L.A., <laughs> yes.
1: um, they had the Daisy Jones and the sixth premiere. And it was um, Riley Keogh's first red carpet, you know, since her mom, Lisa Marie, passed away. And she just did a little round robin with all of. Um, you know, the day before with all the entertainment outlets. And so she was on entertainment tonight and extra and all of that. But we, you know, she's not really, we posted the photos and I mean, I can't imagine how hard that must be to put on this
0: happy face when last you were seen in public was just last month when your mom passed away. Yeah.
1: And she's really not, she happily posed with all of her coasters, but she didn't have like big megawatt, uh, grins or anything, but she's wearing the most gorgeous Schiaparelli dress with opera gloves and she is wearing her opera gloves correctly unlike Kate Middleton who wore black opera gloves over her elbows with a white gown and this is an
0: example and then she's got these huge beautiful statement earrings on it's the dress is so interesting because it's like a structured top that doesn't have it with a deep v that's sleeveless and it doesn't appear to even have a clear plastic strap no, to keep it No, it doesn't. It's probably so a built-in so corset yes. and boning that keeps the top up. Mm-hmm. It's something you want to see. I thought it and was just And the gloves come
1: right to the top of the elbow and the earrings are beautiful. Amazing. Amazing. And then Suki Waterhouse um is wearing Do we have all the all the people it's, posted? It's, it's Okay, and Suki is there, she and uh, Camilla uh, Maroney are both kind of going for 1970s uh, glam, and even Riley is kind of, um, and that's Schipparelli, and you know, it is haute couture, so it was custom for her, and it laced up the back.
0: It's so gorgeous.
1: Yeah, and um the the skirt was like
0: shimmering and it was made out of glass fringe and bugle beads. Oh lord, it, it reminds me of an old track yeah. we used to run on. Remember those little Ooh. glass beads you used to run on at tracks yes. back in the day?
1: And then she's wearing black velvet opera gloves and then these shoulder grazing sort of broken green glass earrings that are also by Skipperelli. He Beautiful. makes a lot of that Daniel the the designer for Skiparelli When I saw the exhibit in Paris in September, huge necklaces, earrings, statement pieces, which was a thing of the original designer Elsa
0: Schiaparelli. She did that too. So. it's, if you want to look at some, mm. I mean, this was one of the prettier red carpets and interesting red carpets we've seen in yeah, a while. It's really Zuki pretty.
1: And Camilla are sort of boho seventies. I forget Timothy Oliphant is in oh, the show. Oh, it looks like a
0: snack and a half. Yes. And then Reese Witherspoon is there because she optioned the book she's to make producer. it into the she, thing.
1: Yeah, she's also wearing a skipperelli But he should have loaned her one of those necklaces because it's she's just sport. a black strapless dress with buttons down the front. Does
0: nothing for me. No. Must be be Ah. her body looks great.
1: I'm never a big fan of big buttons on dresses. They give me fear of the '80s because that was the thing. It
0: it really. They're so ugly. (laughs) I remember I had one maternity top or something with big buttons. You're like, why, why? Why are you wearing that, Julia? Big
1: buttons make me think of Minnie Mouse, and I don't know. It makes with those red boots that are hot, right? Right.
0: So anyway, that's a fun, fun uh, red and, carpet. And, and Maren Morris, it looks like a hot snack, but she's wearing something that doesn't hit her at the right spot of her body. It's
1: not the worst she's ever
0: looked. It's not looked. the worst, but Marcus Mumford is looking all Eileen Fisher for men. Is Marcus Mumford and um, Marin Morris, are they involved with the music? They must somehow, there must yeah. be some connection here. I don't know all yeah. the details because... And then Sam Clafton. Claflin. Claflin in his red suit. I would have chose something completely different for him. I do not like and, his hair, it, but it I don't like kill. his I don't like his hair in this Daisy Jones in the six. It was a buzzkill. Yeah, all right. It was a buzzkill completely. I'm just, we're looking at, we're just going to go past it. Yeah. And but,
1: again, Daisy Jones and the Six. This starts next week on Amazon. Uh, it starts March 3rd. And it's a limited series based on a very popular book by Taylor Jenkins Reid, loosely based on the real shenanigans and infidelity of Fleetwood Mac.
0: And they even had an after party and change. But I want to say something about Camilla, Camilla, who was Camilla a girlfriend of Leo's for a very long time. She's stunning.
1: She's absolutely gorgeous, and she's got an acting job now that she's done with him, because he
0: probably just wanted her to be girlfriend, wait, beck and call. Her dress was really classy and beautiful. And really pretty. She's really pretty. Yeah, Looks like they have a fun group. I hope it's going to be good.
3: Yeah, so Phoebe Bridges, Jackson Brown, Marcus Mungford all worked on the um, Daisy Jones and the Six album called Aurora. And I guess the big song that... Marcus Mumford wrote was um, called Look At Us Now, Honeycomb. That was one of the songs he wrote. So yeah, all these different... There's a soundtrack for... We're going to
0: have a soundtrack. You're
3: going to have a soundtrack for this show and involving all these great artists at the we same time. I'm going to
0: go visit my Apple and see if it's available yet. Uh, I, it might be. It might I mean, be because I, I I
1: read one... might have been Jezebel and the one song they listened to, they wanted more. Okay. You know how... like Because that book... I feel like there were the lyrics to songs in each chapter at the beginning of every chapter. Didn't Taylor Jenkins Reid have lyrics to the songs that We've Daisy was We've read books writing? like
0: that, but I can't remember, Lauren. Yeah, I
1: think it was. I I'm think having was. a deja
0: vu thinking I read it, but I don't think I did. I'm just having a deja vu. I feel like I read it through you. Oh. Kind of like how I met Austin Butler through you. Yeah. And, and Elvis. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I know I read that book on a vacation. You did. And yeah. I
0: remember you coming back. Just, you were in Hawaii yeah. and yeah. you just mm-hmm. sat and just went on and on. Yeah, well, I read it and Because you thought it was true and you had to Google it. Yes. Everyone yeah. who
1: read that book yeah. thought it was true. But it is loosely based. You know, the um, the Fleetwood Mac, specifically Sorry. Stevie Nicks and um, Lindsay Buckingham relationship right so i hope it's going to be a great show we're going to tune in we'll find out next week um and speaking of television so i just this is so refreshing um and i could i in this interview um that courtney cox gave i could so relate to it um Because she said this because years ago, you know, she started getting work done to her face and she started with fillers and she kept going until she looked like anybody other than herself. And she is one of the few celebrities that we've ever seen that's admitted to injectables, said she regretted it and that she was working on getting it to dissolve and lose the changes she'd made because she did reverse them. And she told us that and she told us how she just had to finally accept the face that her age gave her Mm -hmm. if you will and so she's doing this other interview now and um, she said I she said rather than finding the fountain of youth which is what she thought she was doing I didn't realize that oh crap I'm really looking strange with injections and doing stuff to my face that I would never do now and she'd say you know it's got to be hard Your 30-year-old self is what's immortalized. Right. So you can never... I remember one time, I think I was around maybe 48, 49, and I was shopping at Nordstrom, and I came around a mirror, and I looked at myself, and I didn't recognize myself. Mm -hmm. I'd gone out of the house without any makeup. My hair was all over the place. The way I used to be able to do, you know? Right. And I came around the corner, and I was like, ah, who... Is that Mm -hmm. face. And so everyone will eventually, you know, you will have this because your face is, you can't look at like at 30 when you're, you know, 20 years on from that. And she said the day you realize, she said, I'd say when her friends started chiming in and we had heard that Jennifer Aniston had said
0: something. Because it was really noticeable because she was doing... Um, what was that great show with B- Busy Phillips that she did that we I just loved it um, Cougar Town Cougar Town which was super fun and funny but she kept changing and changing and the changing kept changing oh, and and, and she time. was yeah. really young to be well she, well she no she was like in her forties yeah but the
1: pressure in Hollywood yeah, and they I say it, you yeah. know all of that I mean um, and then she said there I just said I have to stop she said the scrutiny was so intense. And I knew I did it to myself, but I don't know if it could be more intense than what I put on myself because I was trying so hard to stop aging. Right. And so I just think, uh, you know, good for Courtney uh, for being so open and honest about all that because we don't ever hear anyone in Hollywood even admit to doing this But so this
0: is, this was what I was thinking of ever I read this is that, you know, we talk about how great Jane Fonda looks, how great Rita Moreno looks, how great Deli Parton looks. And I just think it would be, and share. Um, I was looking for a guidebook to plastic surgery as you age, you know, because there are things you can do that do look great. And if you want to do them, you can. But I think it would be. That's the scary part of it. Refreshing. It's the scary part of it. You got to make sure if you're going to do surgery, you got to get a great surgeon. right? But but if someone like that. But all she was doing was injectable. I understand that. But I'm just talking about these other people that are in their 80s and 90s. Jane Fonda has done two facelifts for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cher has had
1: a nose job, at least two facelifts. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if Rita Moreno
0: somewhere along the line. Oh, yeah. Kelly Kelly Ripa already admitted to doing. I don't know. I just think it would be kind of interesting if one of those people came out and just said, you know, Well, Jane has talked
1: about everything she's done in her book.
0: Do I need to read that? Well, I mean, she does talk very... Candidly about it, yeah.
1: Supposedly, she had a very good doctor who only does like 50 people a year, and he lives with you basically 24-7 for a couple weeks to get to know how your face and your muscles move.
0: Oh, can you And he's like
1: $500,000. Now, that may or may not be an urban legend, but I did hear it at a beauty salon in Hollywood. (laughs) 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 From somebody who was doing my hair.
3: Oh, All right. Listen, may or may not. Everybody. Yeah. Right.
1: Not. It was what I was told in the chair. Mm-hmm. All right. Listen. Um, Oh my gosh. Uh, when we come back, Grant, I have a little scoop for you, and we need to have the Law and Order theme music when we come
3: back. I always have it ready.
0: Okay. We love the Chanhassen Dinner Theater, and we hope you will too. And if you haven't been there for a while, boy, do we have the wonderful live, wonderful Broadway show, The Prom, which you really. Just do yourself a favor and go see it. It's so fantastic. And, you
1: know, you walk in, you've got that iconic supper club feel. You're greeted at the front door. You can enjoy a really amazing dinner before the show with some drinks. And when you see the prom, when it starts from start to finish, it is just a joyous,
0: happy Evening, it's a Tony Award-winning show. Oh, I wish it was last Friday again because we went last Friday night, and that was such was a, a fun night. But also, besides the prom, they also have a concert series going on. That's awesome. Tributes to Queen, Lionel Richie, Van Morrison, and more. And also, every Friday and Saturday nights, TV Ray's comedy um, cabaret. For tickets, go to Chanasson Dinnertheater.com. com. Chanison Dinner Theater always entertaining you
1: said it's goodbye to a long 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 uh, goodbye <laughs> uh, of a character ever uh, the the long drawn out exit of Ellen Pompeo from Grey's Anatomy bye uh, did okay, but guess what beat it last night by a million viewers? Law and Order SVU. Do
0: you think everyone was tuning it in to see about the character that passed away or anything? No, no, no. no. NBC
1: and Dick Wolf won the night. What's really weird is Station 19, the spin spinoff, mm-hmm. had more viewers than Grays.
0: <laughs> that is weird.
1: That
3: is.
0: It was... It's we need too, Colleen here because she still yeah. watches Grey's Anatomy. Such a long, drawn out.
1: Remember, I mean, for like four years, she yeah. Would, she's she's been threatening to quit, threatening to quit, and all of that. And fans have just maybe had enough of her in the revolving door at Grey's. And I have to say, um, Jason on his TV show yeah. played um, a clip of. Um, so this is a spoiler if you haven't watched it yet. Um, just go away for twenty seconds. Scott Speedman is talking to Meredith Gray and she's on the airplane and she's like, what, what, I can't hear you. And he's like, I loved you from the first, the first day I met you and I loved you even more the second day. And she's like, what, what, I can't hear you. I'll call you when I get settled. Hello, Shades of Friends, Rachel and well, like
0: look at how yeah, I don't remember that. Oh, oh
3: that, that was, that
0: was
1: kind of a that was
3: the whole like voicemail. Did you get off the plane? Did she get yeah, off the plane? No. And then she's at the door and she's yeah. like,
0: I got off the, the plane.
1: plane. And then that Well, yeah. I would anyway, that was it. So Law and Order, SVU. Um, and and what's interesting is that uh courtesy of Roger Freeman at Showbiz Biz 411, Marishka Hargate directed last night's uh episode in Bradley Whitfield Whitford starred yes. in it. He's so great. He's so great. But they're just gonna, in everything. They're going to nominate him for a guest star because he plays a man uh, with dementia. And it's a real love story. It was one of the most
0: clever, wonderful Law and Orders. Can people watch Law and Order just going for one week? Or do you have to have? No, you do, It's standalone each week. Oh, it much, is standalone. Pretty much okay. anthology.
1: So Mariska did, you know, directed the episode last night. and. Uh, Bradley Whitford, he's got dementia, so he's, you know, in and out with his memory. But when she comes in and talks to him about, you know, what happened with his wife, and as she's leaving, he said to her, um, he said, You have an ass like the devil and a face like Jane Mansfield. <laughs> and of course, Jane Mansfield is Marishka Hargate's mom
0: <laughs> who Got decapitated driving in a car. Uh-huh. In real yeah, life, she yeah. died in a yeah, car, yeah. terrible car, ex-
1: car accident Carlyle. in New Orleans, yep. June of 1967. Ugh. She was 33. Mariska was in the back seat of yep. the car, and she oh. was like two.
3: And then, yep. oh gosh.
1: So I love that that line was in there. Yeah. And then at the the title card, "Stay Till the End." The title comes down for Richard Belzer. Oh. And what um, did it say? Just, you know, dead, that it's uh, dedicating the Dedicated, episode uh, to Richard Belzer, who played Lieutenant Munch for 15 mm. seasons. Yeah. So they so you that know, they show. Do that.
0: Think of how long that show has been on. Oh, yeah.
3: Between the spin offs and that show, it's like it's a, the over 23rd, 20, 23rd. Yeah, it's over wow. 20 years. Yeah.
0: She's
1: NBC's biggest star, Mariska Hargitay, for sure.
0: I like her, though, as a person, too. Oh, yeah. She's, she does, she seems normal and isn't. Taylor Swift named a cat
1: after Olivia Benson. This is how yeah. iconic. Okay? <laughs> I love go. that. There is, you go. I mean, you, I never heard that quote before. You have the ass of the devil in the face of Jane Mansfield. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but he was really good in this role. And it was really Grant... It was a sweet
3: Oh, I can't we wait. We met
1: him. Sweet Remember how episode. nice we
0: met him a lot of times because he was in a lot. Of, he does a lot of guest appearances, but he's a great actor. He is. Yeah, and he's gone all gray now, right? Yes. Is he all gray? Yeah, but he still has a lot of hair. Yeah. And I'm trying to, you know, we met him on the West Wing, of course, but he was in Malcolm in the Middle. Not Malcolm in the Middle, but the one, his wife, you know, who broke up with him. Oh, Um, um Malcolm she was the mom. Mom. Malcolm's, I'm Malcolm's mom on Malcolm's mom,
1: yeah, Jane
0: Kazmarek? Kazmarek or, or something, something like that. Yeah.
1: Anyway, it was, I like him. It was a good episode good. of SVU. As I was, um
0: does it make you? I mean, you think of that Alzheimer's and dementia oh, about the partners, and then uh,
1: Olivia Benson, you know, does something really sweet at the end of it, and I kind of started getting all teary-eyed, and then I'm like. I've got dry eyes. I can't be crying. It's no. the worst thing for the potato chips in my eyes. Oh. Is that really? Crying is not your friend.
0: Cold air is not your friend.
3: Oh, you're in the worst. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I, know.
0: I didn't know you couldn't cry with dry eyes. Oh, my gosh. That's how I've inflamed them a couple times. A
1: couple weekends ago, I watched Devotion. Yes. <laughs> so hard at That's the end jerker. of that movie yes. that my eyes were... Like, wouldn't stop tearing for like Mm -hmm. a couple of days. That's a jerker. Yeah, that is. We
0: started watching it again the other night, and Jeff's like, I saw all this. And I said, you did? He said, you fell asleep. (laughs) So he'd already seen it. And he's like, and I'm like, well, I'm not watching with you again then. Yeah. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah, he said it's great, too. Yeah. Um,
1: Casey watched a show that I remember Donigalov told us to watch probably eight years ago, and he just couldn't stop talking about it. Um, last night because uh, he was just so delighted with what he learned and how good it was, and it's called The Wrecking Crew. Oh,
3: okay. And it's
1: about the West Coast, all the studio musicians that basically were... A teardown? Yes, that were like, you know, Phil Spector used the wrecking crew. Glenn Campbell was part of the wrecking crew. I think Cher might have been a background singer on the wrecking crew. It's similar to that documentary that we talked about watch muscle shows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. About on out in uh on the east coast mm-hmm. there were all the R B and soul songs recorded. But the Wrecking Crew, um, one of the guys um, it's his son who put this together, but I remember when it came out and Donnie was just like, it sounds
0: about it.
3: Dick Clark was in it. Yeah. Glenn Campbell. Yeah.
0: You know, the one that, um, the caller called in the other day and told us about Harrow. Yes. The Australian pathologist. Yeah. I watched, we watched that. That's very good. Is it very good? Very good. Okay. And it's got a good like story okay. behind the story. Um, yeah, it's really good. Cool. Yeah, so that's kind of. So if you're looking for a documentary, yesterday, what did you say? It was the Bill Russell. Yeah, le- basketball. Yeah, I
3: think it's Legend. Yeah, Bill Russell Legend, legend I believe, two part yep. series that talks about not only his amazing basketball career, but his yeah. influence on civil on the civil rights movement, which yeah. is. I still that that's on my t- for sure this weekend. I know
1: People. it's like I like this case. You doesn't have to go to doesn't have to, but doesn't go get to go to the gym every day because you watch some stuff and you're giving me some entertainment reports oh, yeah. when I come home. Producer
0: Casey, so that's I a know, long. And, and also the golf, the new golf show on Netflix is supposed to be phenomenal. Swing, yeah, even though you don't like golf, no, it's I, it's a good story. Well, I it. think it's interesting in the sense
1: that from what I've read about it, that it's filming the PGA guys as the other guys left to go to that Saudi, whatever it is. Live. Live. And it's all this behind the scenes in this very, that's the change over year where people are not liking each other it's a
3: big part of it because a lot of us were kind of obviously left out of that whole circle of of what was going on you know how the how certain players were reacting to other players leaving and going to live and that was the unknown we all wanted to know why why certain guys wouldn't go what their thoughts were some people were vocal very few but this is like you said they're they're mic'd up throughout the whole thing and we get a real in-depth look of how Liv you has torn this? this apart. No, but I'm it. going to this yeah, weekend. I've read to. all about it. I'm excited. You, know, you sure. know, golf is huge Not this in my
0: weekend. I mean, no. we're having a girls weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the cabin. We're having a girls weekend, not this weekend. But I, I do want to w- I like these behind the scene things, though, yeah. about sports. And I think it would be interesting. Yeah. And
3: quarterback with Kirk Cousins is all mic'd up all season long. Oh, that's right. That's on I'm Netflix. Gonna, I'm
0: going to skip on both of those Wait a minute. Is that coming out this weekend? Not this
3: weekend. Oh, but okay. that's coming out next weekend. Okay. I'm going
0: to skip both of those. Yeah, I know. Okay. Well, the bowling documentary is really the one you're waiting for. I'm not we'll, waiting we'll be right anymore. back.